to a novel evening. As ever, I'm Danny. I am over on Instagram as Blotted Ink Books. Uh, and this is the podcast where I chat with fellow book lovers, bookstagrammers, authors, all about their novel evening. And for this episode, I am super excited because I'm joined by Travis Baldry, whose novel Legends and Lattes is legit everywhere everywhere and for such good reason um i'd never heard of cozy fantasy before this um didn't know what cozy fantasy would would be what it would involve until i found it amongst the pages of this novel until i found it in an orc barbarian named viv who starts a coffee shop uh as a self-proclaimed loather of coffee i can tell you right now this is the only book that's ever got me close to wanting to even like sniff a coffee um honestly i've never read anything quite like this book i loved it i fell in love with it it's everything i cannot wait to chat like i cannot wait to chat to travis all about it i'm super super excited i can't wait to hear about his novel evening uh so yeah here we go a huge hello to travis hello hello there how are you i'm good how are you doing i'm doing fabulous Good, good. Thank you so much for uh, to come chat with me. I'm super, super excited uh, because firstly, I love the book. I'm just going to come straight out and just say it from the get go. I am such a big fan of Legends and Lattes. I can't even, I can't even deal. Um, amazing, first and foremost. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> I I'm waiting for never. one of these where they just hated it. I'm waiting for the Absolutely. podcast where it's just like, so I want to talk to you about your book. I loathed it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a steaming pile of shit that book was. Shall we talk about that? No, I can't. Actually, I want to do that podcast now. I want to do that podcast. I just want to see how that goes. It sounds like a hoot. <laughs> That's, we'll just start again. I'll be like, hated it, hated everything about it. <laughs> the first thing I will say is I hate coffee. That's I allowed. Hate, yeah, I hate coffee a lot, uh, which again, for an English person, we, we basically live on coffee and tea. So I hate all hot drinks. But yours is the first ever book, or indeed any kind of media, that's made me think twice about whether or not I want to try and drink coffee. <laughs> I th I'm convinced that like half the people who drink coffee also hate coffee, which is why Starbucks is constantly selling things that basically taste like milkshakes. Literally. Literally. I swear. Does anyone actually go, oh, do you know what? I love the taste of coffee when it's real bitter like that. But in your book, it sells it to me. It's the. It's all about the the uh, the idea of coffee right <laughs> okay i just want to feel warm yeah so speaking of ideas where where did this idea for this cozy novel about this orc who gives up a life of you know hunting down beasts and treasure and all of this to open a coffee shop where did this come from so i'm an audiobook narrator that's what i that's my actual job and uh, as a narrator, I tend to read a lot of the same kind of thing because that's how it works. Um, and I read lots of high action adventure, progression fantasy and all this other stuff, which is about people fighting world ending threats. And it's always a dude and they're always around 20 years old and they're probably snarky. And maybe there's a sidekick who is also snarky. Anyway, I read a lot of this, which is fine. It's great. But I like to read other things, too. Um, so I was joking around that what I really wanted was a Hallmark movie set in the Forgotten Realms that I want. And my my first, you know, just goofy idea was like, you know, it should be about this dwarf executive and she has to return to her dad's failing mind to help out. And she's really 
cranky about it going back you know amongst all the dwarven yokels but then you know there's like a ruggedly handsome guy in like a sweater and he makes cookies and she learns about the power of something anyway very hallmark movie stuff um obviously i didn't write that but i wrote something adjacent to that yeah and i thought it was going to be kind of a nod and a wink like that and then it just wasn't it ended up being very earnest and <laughs> yeah it's earnest is exactly the term i would use it's you know people have called it you know cozy fantasy and it it really is I love fantasy I love Lord of the Rings you know I've recently dipped a toe into you know D&D &D and I love the whole elves dwarves fae I love all of that but this is just real life scenarios right happening to these completely not real creatures and you know characters were you ever worried about how this would kind of be received whether people would kind of get it well, I wasn't worried about it because I really didn't expect it to be received at all. Um, I wrote it for National Novel Writing Month last year, and I published it just to kind of go through the process of publishing it because I work with authors all the time, and I wanted to see what they go through, and I was curious. So I I didn't really expect anybody to read it, uh, so I didn't really have a lot of concern about that. I mean, I was I cared about it, and I went through a you know extensive edit, and I tried to do it well, but it's... <laughs> Oh I didn't have too much worry about how anybody would receive it because I just didn't figure it would be a problem. So backing up, you wrote this in Nano last year. Yes, this was last year's Nano. That's that's absolutely wild. I have done Nano a few times. Um, that's an incredible amount of work in a year. That's insane. Well, this is the first one I actually finished at a Nano. I've failed every other Nano I've tried. It was always a disaster. But it's this fine. is also the first time I outlined... And it's the first time I picked something that was simple. Yeah. Um, which helped a lot. Because it's not like it's a long book. It's, you know, it qualifies as a novel. Yes. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it is quite a big, I mean, I imagine it as a big world. I imagine this as a big world, small town in a big, in a much bigger yeah. world. But obviously you don't touch on that. We only see this one little town mm -hmm. that Viv's going to move into and make her mark on. And... Did you kind of imagine a bigger world? I mean, I definitely had a bigger world in mind and you get to see it in the next book and also a little bit in the prequel story that got added to the paperback. Um, Which I loved. So, um, I mean, I imagined it out there, but also I mean, a lot of the point was to have it to be something you could just get into without needing to know the last 200 years of history and orcish rituals or anything else i mean it was it's supposed to be cozy which means it has to be almost imme immediately approachable you can just dive straight into it like you say a lot of you know high fantasy you know you've got like a glossary and you've got like maps and you've got family yep. trees and whereas this and i like that stuff yeah. i like that stuff but it's also work yeah it is and when you, you have to kind of go back i always find like when i was reading game of thrones i have to go back and be like wait who's married to this person and who's that cousin and where do they live and i'm not comfortable in those worlds you don't start out comfortable you start out yeah. uncomfortable and adrift which is not very cozy it can be really great but it's not like it's not the same kind of escapism you know so in this case the fantasy world basically gets brought to you as close as it can without you having to do a lot of work so i mean it trades on a lot of these I'm going to call them cliches and conventions because, I mean, they are, but in this case, that's actually a feature and not a bug because it doesn't function without that because it's just too much work.
Yeah. It's like eating Ludafisca's comfort food. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm going to have chicken soup. <laughs> yeah. I just absolutely obsessed. And I love the, you know, the story as well of found family without wanting to give, you know, too much weight to anyone who hasn't read it yet. I really loved this idea within it of found family. And, you know, the, that from the most unexpected places, people can come to you that end up meaning the world to you. And I think that is, I think that's what I loved about it. That's why it really spoke to me is you got this gang of misfits yeah. who maybe haven't already got their place yet, who end up in this coffee shop kind of yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like what the hell is coffee why are we why are we here and also the baked goods so did you test out some of these recipes not a single one not a <laughs> single one um so my wife bakes i cook so um but i <laughs> i mostly it's, i i really have like a really strong like uh, smell sense memory so i just i like smells a lot so that comes across them, yeah, that comes across so clearly. Um, I mean, the whole thing is basically escape is fan because who doesn't want to find a group of people that you get along with at a coffee shop that you can go to that's comfortable to sit at? It sounds really, really nice, you know? Oh, my goodness. And you touched very briefly there about a next book. Yes. So, so um, what can we know about the next book? Are we following Viv again? Are we it's a prequel. Oh, it's a prequel. Okay. It's set 20 years before. It's Viv when she's much, much younger. So she's she's early on in her adventuring career. She's still very gung-ho. Um, and she's with another crew that you haven't met before. It's named Rackham's Raven, Ravens, who's run by this very famous guy. Um, and she very early on almost immediately gets sidelined because she's too headstrong. She gets wounded and they dump her off in a crappy beach town while they go continue pursuing yep. their quarry. And she's not really happy about that but while she's there she befriends this really foul-mouthed um raccoon bookshop owner in a not very good bookshop like a used bookshop um and so and also there are a lot of skeletons anyway the book is is basically kind of it's about um stuff that happens in your life that you don't know how it's going to affect you and it has a big effect later on like all these little seeds and little things that have this enormous ripple effect way off down the line um and it's also about books and reading and how people connect through books. And um, yeah, that's what the next that's book is about. That's so cool. It sounds like a very different story to be writing. It is. It's got, I mean, it's still cozy in the fact that you're dealing with, you know, it's people and mundane things and relationships and character um, with skeletons on either end. Um, but it's obviously it's not about starting a small business and it's not about coffee. <laughs> Um, and it's not about late life retirement. It's about other things. Yeah. But hopefully it, it also interlocks with the other story at the end. So it's still effectively standalone, but I it wraps back around to the first book. And you have mentioned like in your acknowledgments, obviously, you know, the book community, I think, you know, Bookstagram, BookTok, Booktube have really latched on to Legends and Lattes in a, in a big way. And you've mentioned you know, about reading and about books. Was the book community kind of something you were aware of before you were writing? Were you kind of aware of the whole so I was, enigma? <laughs> I was aware of it from the standpoint of a narrator. So you're constantly right. interacting with book people all the time that way because it's the same people are listening to books as are, you know, obviously reading them, but not obviously as an author. I was more always putting like icing on somebody else's cake. So um, 
it's a little bit different to be writing the book and it's a lot different to have people respond to it because in this case, it's actually mine and not something somebody else wrote. Um, so I definitely knew that book people were good people and I'm, I like the book community a lot, but I was not as, um, I was not as, I don't know, immersed in it now. As, I think you're, I, I think you're now. one of us now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you could say. You're part of it now. I feel like I've seen the book everywhere and I think a lot of people will be very excited to know that the next book features a bookstore yeah yeah we'll see how it goes you know I'm obviously at the same time I'm terrified because it's it's different things than the other book right you're just yeah. worried oh now 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 I'm worried because somebody actually expects something I had no expectations for the first book but now you know there's people who really liked this book or were touched by it or did something for them and you you sit and you think gosh I really hope I don't screw this up um but at the same time you don't want to write exactly the same thing either because what is there to say then it's interesting a lot of authors who have come on here have said really similar you know you go into your first book and it's just for you right you're writing it to see mm -hmm. if you can write a book because you've had this idea but then with your sophomore it's like oh oh people have got a level of expectation even if people hated the book they've still got a level of expectation in some yep. way so yep. You know, it's it's a big thing. It sounds fantastic. I think Viv is, I'm intrigued to meet young Viv. <laughs> yeah, young Viv's a little bit different. She's still got like traits of old Viv, but she's still a different person. She's younger, she's more impetuous. Obviously she's preoccupied with different things. She doesn't care. It's where she learns to like reading. It's where she meets some people that she, you recognize from later. It's, you know, it's stuff happens, but it's just a very different kind of book. Hopefully it works. It's a little bit longer. Um, I, no pressure. I, I have no idea what's <laughs> going to happen. We'll see how it goes. Somebody's going to hate it and somebody's going to love it. That's the way these things always go. But you would rather people love it or hate it than be totally indifferent to it, yeah, right? But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think so. No, you I don't think that's the best to way to it. think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank God that, you know, I truly did. I love it. I'm very, very excited. It really gave me a warm, nostalgic feeling for high fantasy on a smaller scale, which I think is so fun. I'm actually, I have some friends who are hardcore D&D &D players. I'm insisting they all read it because I think they'd all really dig it. I think they would think it was a lot of fun. But now to move on to your novel evening, I kind mm -hmm. of feel like maybe there's going to be a fantasy element here. Am I wrong? Uh, it, it could be, it could be. It could be, it could be, okay. I think you're like, no, it's just going to be people playing no, like horror. it'll just be really boring. <laughs> it's just my wife and my kids hanging out. Okay. So I always ask firstly, where are we going to go for your novel evening? Because you can go anywhere. Well, I think it's clear that we have to go to a coffee shop, but yeah. it has to have a fireplace. There's not many coffee shops with a fireplace. That was another thing I really enjoyed. Yep. Got to have a fireplace. Got a fireplace. Okay. I mean... Maybe we should just be going to Viv's coffee shop because it does sound. It's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad option. It does sound excellent. And I want to try, you know, I don't drink coffee, but I'm willing to try baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be willing to try all of those and maybe, you know, some milk. It, I could have milk. It's clear something. they should have invented hot cocoa at some point. I did. I was waiting for like a frappe to come out or something. Hey, mocha was, like, was on my list of things to add, but I was like, okay, I've added too many things now. Just, <laughs> it was I'm quite an expensive no menu, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> where are the soft drink options? <laughs> Get those in there. But yeah, and then you added like ice to the coffee and I was like, it's so close. So, so close. close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but not, not quite that, but I'll eat some baked goods. 
Okay, coffee shop. Perfect. Who is the first person you're going to hang out with? Thimble. <sighs> Starts it off quiet. Yeah. Nobody appreciates coffee as much as him. Plus, he might make something. He's a genius. I'm going to go there. I think out of all the characters. Yeah, I think he's the... It's always the quiet ones you have to look out for, right? Yep, yep. Um, you know, and uh, I don't know. The thing is, he can clearly read. Um, but I think he would probably just be reading a cookbook. Yeah, that's true. That's He seems very dedicated to his craft. He is. He is. He's immersed. <laughs> Sorry. I love... I mean, also, where did the idea for him come from? Because he's such a sweet character. Uh, I mean, for all the characters, I was choosing a character that's like against type for whatever it was they were doing. So yes. it had to be almost an opposite. And everybody else was fairly kind of a larger personality. And I wanted somebody who was quieter and busy and cared about things intensely, but didn't have to talk to anybody about it. Oh, I love, I just love him. I love him so much. Like out of all the characters, you know, you get a soft spot for all of them, but I think he's just, just quietly working away. And they, he'd bring something out, right? This novel weaving. He'd bring a tray of something incredible. It would bring something good. It would bring something very good. Maybe Perfect. something new. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Who's next? So he's here. Gosh, okay. I feel like I need to start heading further afield. Mm. Um, I feel like a Baggins needs to show up, honestly. Um, which because one? that's like the classic. I honestly I would say Bilbo because he just seems more into the <laughs> food and sitting around next to a fire and eating, and he's not so preoccupied with I think Bilbo is a bit more fun, right? He's just kind of he's just gonna he's gonna be a better time than like yeah. Frodo. Frodo's got more angst. Are we going like before the adventuring i'm thinking i'm saying hobbit era bilbo where he's still like full larder no rings yet yeah really into like uh entertaining pipe he likes a pipe doesn't he i know he's got books and he just wants to sit around and read and he's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time Ah, oh, I mean, you've got to have a Baggins, right? Okay, I accept Bilbo. I'd have taken any of the, uh, yeah, I'd have taken any of them, to be honest, but I think Bilbo is a good choice. Okay, who else? Who would be particularly good? I feel like, I feel like I need some Discworld in here. Mm. Um, You know, <laughs> I almost said death. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to mix it up, it's a way I, to I do think, it. I think, I think Death from Discworld. Yeah. yeah. I think Death would appreciate a good coffee, actually. I think he's, I think he's, uh, I think he probably has, uh, A, he's got, he's got a lot of time to, to spend. I'm sure he reads. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's just cooler than he has any right to be. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. But I think Death, I don't know. I always think Death would be pretty cool, right? You gotta be I think Discworld cool. Death is definitely cool. Discworld I want to say death. that Reaper Man is probably one of my favorite of the Terry Pratchett books. You know, all death, all the time. That's a really bold statement. Bill Dorr. Whatever you say, he would like... come in. He would come in as Bill Door. That would be his name. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So we've got Death, <laughs> Bilbo, Thimble, Bilbo Baggins, and Thimble. <laughs> okay. Uh, who else are we gonna add to this mix? I feel like now it's got to be a real person. Um, okay. That's who, who would a tall order been. with that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll add Neil Gaiman because I feel like he would weather this just fine. 
I agree, actually. I think if you're going to bring anybody in to converse with this particular group, and also you'd want to pick his brains, right? I mean... Right, you know, and at the very least, you know, even if he's not reading, he'll tell a story, so... He's such a storyteller as well. Even like, even if I go on like his social media, I feel like just a born storyteller in every form. So I can imagine sort of sat by the fire. Bilbo would have some stories, right? Because hobbits always have tales. Death's going to have seen some stuff. Neil will bust out some stories. You can regale us with tales of what Viv's going to be doing next while we all eat delicious baked goods. I think this is functional. This works. (laughs) On a practical level. works very nicely and do you want to throw anyone else in or are you quite happy with your guest list i mean that feels like a good starter you know if somebody else wanders in that's fine i mean it's a coffee shop anybody oh, could just we have enough to be getting on with yeah, yeah yeah anyone could stumble upon this little gathering and, and join in and the question i do always ask is is there anybody you don't want to show up at your coffee shop um jordan peterson <laughs> <laughs> That would I know be he'd a bring bold the mood down. choice for him I to know he'd bring the mood down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can come up with others, but... We're keeping it wholesome, right? This feels like a exactly. wholesome gathering. A we wholesome don't want gathering. any controversy. No. Stumbling into this. This is a nice mood. It feels very festive. You know, I'm sat... For me, it's a very dark you know, wintry night here. And I'm imagining, you know, the fireplace and the storytelling and the smell of baked goods. Viv would be Absolutely. would be more than happy, I think, with this with this group hanging out in her coffee shop. Absolutely. I think she'd appreciate it. Thank you. This has <laughs> been very insightful. And actually, I think it's the perfect fantasy evening. I think you've nailed the brief there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed, 10 out of 10. And before I let you go uh, and escape your small booth that you're hanging out in, uh, I have to ask if you're reading anything at the moment. Um, I just finished reading uh, House with Good Bones by T. Kingfisher, which I really enjoyed. I got a pre- I got an early copy. Um, and uh, what is next on the list? I wanted to say, uh, I think next up I'm going to read uh, Six Gun Writing, uh, Six Gun Snow White. Oh, I've not heard of this. What is what is this? I think it's a novella from a couple of years ago, Six Gun Snow White. I read a lot of novellas because they fit very neatly in between what I'm reading during the day. I have so much preset reading material that it's nice to pick things and it's nice to pick things I can finish. Yeah, is it straight? Like, have you kind of, do you still love to read? Like, do you still enjoy? I love to, I mean, I love to read. So when I go on vacation, I'm usually reading something. I'm like, oh, this is my opportunity to read something I picked. Yeah, not something that's designated to Yeah, not something that was scheduled. Um, it's something that I'm, you know, just purely for me. So yeah, I still love to read. I'm really good. I don't read a lot of novellas at all. I'm very guilty of mostly reading very large books. So I think novellas are something I want to get more into for sure. I love them because it's kind of like they, they, you can take one idea and you can explore it all the way. And it's usually a lot of times they have really great endings because one of the problems with big, long books is you go all over the place and then tying everything up in a way that lands is really tricky and a lot of people have trouble doing it but for a novella it's a lot easier to find your way to that killer ending i think so i I don't know i like them they're punchy little things yeah that's intriguing because i always think it'd be so hard to write a novella i'm like how do you get a story and wrap it up that 
quickly and maybe because I'm a rambler maybe that's what I do <laughs> is just ramble on but I think if you can write a novella that like you say is like punchy and it hooks you and yeah that's a talent like, yeah I, I really dig them I really dig them is there a novella do you think in this kind of world that you're building do you kind of foresee I mean I it would a novella would work um there's I mean <laughs> It's because I think it just kind of lends itself to shorter stories, probably, yeah. you know. I won't lie. So many of the characters, I feel like I could read a backstory on any of the characters in this book. And I want to know what they did before they wound up at that little coffee shop. I'm <laughs> desperate to know more about all of them because I feel like they all have a story that's brought them to this little town. So not that I'm putting in a request here or anything, but <laughs> if you have well, we started with Viv. on your hands... We started with Viv, and we do get a we do get a good bit on one other character as part of that. So Ooh, okay, I'm taking that I'm taking that little hint there, <laughs> and I'm running with it. I'm like, who's it gonna be? But thank you so much. This has honestly been an absolute blast. Uh, thank again, you so much. Love I really the book. appreciate it. Cannot wait for the next one. Thank you so much again. Thank you. <laughs>